This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. Welcome to On the Cover, a weekly Mad Splainers feature. I'm podcast producer Natalie Yar, and each week I sit down with the reporter behind our latest cover story to find out why it matters. Today I'm here with Cap Times Public Affairs Reporting Fellow Parker Shore, who's been digging into the Wisconsin regulations that let excavators cut corners and hit utility lines, sometimes with deadly consequences. Parker, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Hi. So we've probably all seen those billboards or fridge magnets that warn people to call before you dig, but we might not know why that's so important. Here in Dane County, the 2018 explosion in Sun Prairie revealed the serious consequences that can result when excavators don't take the necessary safety precautions. Can you remind us what happened there? Right. So on July 10th, 2018, a company by the name of VC Tech struck a gas line in the city which caused an explosion when it ignited about an hour later, causing roughly $20 million in damages, critically injuring a firefighter and and killing another firefighter, Captain Corey Barr, who had been with the department for 15 years. And so the, the sort of backstory behind it was that actually another subcontractor was hired to complete that intersection, but they visited the intersection, thought more detailed and more costly plans were needed Uh, because of the amount of existing infrastructure underneath the intersection and utilities. But on the morning of July 10th, the day of the explosion, um, a text message was was sent to the original subcontractor saying the job had been given to another company, VC Tech, who had received the original plans. And VC Tech's employees asked the company um, that hired them, Bear Communications, for the details of the dig so they could call in what is called a dig ticket so they can have the utilities located, what you were talking about with the call before you dig. Bayer said, don't worry about the locates. It had already been located. But in fact, they hadn't, investigators later found, and the gas line that was struck that ultimately exploded uh, was not marked. So how often do these sorts of things happen? How often are drillers and diggers hitting utilities? Utilities are actually struck a, a shocking number of times in Wisconsin and nationwide. So in 2018, the latest year with available data, utilities were struck nearly 4,000 times, including 31 utilities struck on the day of the Sun Prairie explosion alone. So that includes telecommunication lines like phone lines and fiber internet. That includes water mains and electricity lines, but that also includes the natural gas line that was struck on that day that caused the explosion. And excavation issues were behind about 60% of these strikes, according to Common Ground Alliance data, which is an advocacy group that that advocates for safe excavation practices. Um, And nationwide, utilities were struck 330,000 times in 2018. And how often are people getting hurt or killed in these sorts of situations? Luckily, most gas strikes turn out to be harmless. But while rare, they can become catastrophic. So the, the Federal Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration reported 307 significant pipeline incidents nationwide in 2019, Those resulted in 35 injuries, 13 deaths, and $289 million in damages. Excavators were behind 44 of those incidents, which seriously injured eight people, killed three people, and cost $50 million in damages. One of these was in Durham, North Carolina, an explosion that killed two people uh, and blew up a coffee shop. 
And one of these incidents was actually in Grantsburg, a rural village in north central Wisconsin, uh, where a contractor struck a natural gas line in October, setting a blaze in nearby home. Luckily, no one was injured, but it, it shows that these uh, gas line strikes and utility strikes are not exclusive to urban areas. They happen in rural and urban areas alike. And excavators triggered about five significant pipeline incidents in Wisconsin over the past decade. The Sun Prairie explosion was actually the first death an excavator strike caused in Wisconsin since 2006, when a, a contractor struck a propane gas line at a, a resort in Door County, which erupted in several explosions across the resort and ultimately killed a vacationing couple from Michigan. So it's rare that these incidents cause injuries or deaths, but they do happen every year. So what makes this kind of drilling so complicated? And is it inevitable that drillers will just hit utility lines sometimes? So construction in general is a, a risky industry that has, you know, there's always that risk of, of hitting something, even if you're doing everything correctly. Although the, the drillers I talked to, some experienced drillers said that you should only be hitting a utility line if someone else makes a mistake. So if the person locating utility mismarks a utility, which happens quite frequently, but if you're following all the proper procedures and the safety precautions and best practices, you should not be hitting utility lines really ever. So I attended actually one of these training sessions for drillers, and they said that one of the complicated aspects of this type of work is that you're digging blinds, so you're digging underground. The drills have a, a sensor on the drill bit that communicates to a spotter, who in turn communicates with the driller. But beyond that, the only way that you know where things are are the, the sort of spray paint markings that the utilities put on the ground to locate where they are. And then you're supposed to pothole, which is where you dig holes into the ground to visually assess where the utilities are. This is a, considered a best practice. It's not required by state law, but it's one of the main factors behind these utility strikes are companies not potholing enough, among other sort of corners that are cut to save time. In addition to that, other types of heavy machinery require training. For instance, cranes. Those require taking written and practical exams to become a certified crane operator. That's a, a federal law that requires that. To operate a directional drill, which a lot of the utility work drilling underground is being done by, that requires no certification or training necessarily. So a lot of the knowledge about how to drill, if the, if the person doesn't take a training course, which isn't required in the state, and are expensive, and there's limited resources to train every driller in the state. So knowledge is passed down a lot of the times from driller to driller, from foreman to construction crew. And so drillers might be unaware that they're not following the best practices. At the drilling training session I went to, the trainer was saying that they are now teaching people to sketch out their, their digs and, and plan them out that way. Um, and old diggers that had been working in the industry for decades had never done that. But they said it, it helps them to think ahead, which is a big part about drilling is thinking ahead. This podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Join the Madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection. Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. So in Wisconsin, what happens after somebody hits a utility line? Is there some sort of investigation? So unlike other states, little is done after someone hits a utility line. There's no requirement that the state investigates a utility hit, and there's no requirement that a utility hit is even reported. 
both those requirements are in place in a place like Indiana, which has stronger regulations for excavations. And even companies that violate the state's excavation laws are rarely punished. So um, the data that we looked at um, showed that these excavation companies and other companies violate the state's safe excavation laws hundreds of times each year. Either they're not calling in a dig ticket, which was the case in Sun Prairie, or they're using power-operated machinery like a backhoe uh, within 18 inches of a utility line, which is a violation of state law. Data shows that these things happened more than a thousand times in 2018 alone, and yet only three companies since 2018 have been fined for violating the, the state's safe excavation laws. Wisconsin has required companies take safe excavation training just 14 times for violating its laws since 2018. In a place like Indiana, which has stronger regulations surrounding the industry, it has taken action at least 1,900 times against violators of the state's safe excavation laws since 2019. It levied 923 fines, totaling more than 1.6 million, and it required violators to take a safe excavation training at least 489 times during that stretch. So, Wisconsin is, has less regulation than surrounding states like Indiana, but also states like Michigan and cities like Chicago. And how do we see that lack of regulation and lack of consequences playing out in the Sun Prairie case, for example? The State Public Service Commission found that both VC Tech and Bayer Communications were at fault for this explosion, and they fined them accordingly. VC Tech was at fault for not calling in their own locate ticket. That's a violation of state law, the Public Service Commission uh, concluded. And the dig ticket they received, even if it wasn't a violation of state law not to call in your own dig ticket, had expired weeks earlier. VC Tech was fined the maximum amount of $25,000, and they were required to take a $100 course on the state's uh, excavation laws. But the company has neither paid the fine nor taken the required educational course in fact, they're back in Wisconsin, it appears, under a new company name, actually registered under the names of the, the owner of VC Techs, his wife's and, and father-in-law's names. It's incorporated in the state of Michigan. It's not registered to do business in the state of Wisconsin, and yet it's uh, installing fiber internet in Wisconsin, just like VC Tech was. And are they allowed to? The Public Service Commission was dismayed when we presented our findings to them that they were operating in the state, especially because they haven't paid their fine or taken the educational course. But they admitted that they have no authority under state law to prevent them from working in the state. And in Sun Prairie, what regulatory changes came out of this tragic explosion? So Sun Prairie now requires all subcontractors be listed on permits. So a lot of times a, a company will hire a company, which hires a company, which hires a company to complete the work, which was the case in Sun Prairie. And often these companies aren't listed on the permits. So some municipalities might not even know who is digging within their borders. So Sun Prairie now requires all subcontractors be listed on permits so they know everyone that's digging within their borders. And they now scrutinize plans with greater detail, according to the, a city engineer. That sort of underscores that the oversight of these companies varies from municipality to municipality. You know, the scrutinization of these plans, the procedures in place really varies from place to place. And so some prairie after the, the tragedy in 2018 really realized that they needed to kind of up their procedures and, and make sure that the people digging within their, their borders were doing things correctly. But that's not the case everywhere. And what did your investigation tell you about ways to prevent these kinds of incidents in the future? So one way would be to 
have more training of drillers and people in the excavation industry. But I think realistically, there's not enough resources as is for everyone in the industry or even most people in the industry to receive the sort of training that I saw in person. And so there's, there's also the aspect of maybe you could uh, levy more fines against companies found to be violating the state's laws. And that's happened in, in a place like Chicago. And, and a city engineer there said that, you know, sort of these hefty fines, they, they levied $629,000 in fines in, in 2019 against excavators, locators, and gas companies for violating its safe excavation laws. And they said since they've started beefing up the regulatory agency and, and levying these fines, that utility strikes have gone down. And the third way, I think, is having more proactive measures in place to prevent utility strikes in the first place. So also in Chicago, the Department of Transportation has many employees that visit excavation sites to make sure corners aren't being cut. For instance, uh, a company not potholing enough or a company using power-operated machinery too close to a utility line. So an engineer for the city said um, one company came in wanting to string a bunch of overhead telecommunication cables throughout the city. And the company was used to the regulations in other places and thought it would take two months to complete the project. Because of the, the city's strict sort of regulation and oversight and coordination of the industry, it ended up taking two years to complete the project. So that sort of underscores that a city like Chicago has taken regulation of this industry more seriously and has levied fines and has implemented these proactive measures to really cut down on strikes. As you were reporting this story, what was particularly surprising to you? I think that the near total lack of oversight of this industry in Wisconsin was surprising. Um, and it was even more surprising given that it appears that hundreds of times each year that these companies are violating the state's safe excavation laws and that in other states, these violations are penalized hundreds of times each year, as was the case in Indiana uh, last year. And yet Wisconsin very rarely penalizes these companies. As I said, since 2018, it's, it's fined three companies $38,000, which is a fraction of what Indiana has done in in last year alone. And why was this story important to you? What were you trying to do in this story? So I think the number of utility strikes was shocking to me. And so I really wanted to understand why this was happening, who was at fault, and whether these were preventable. And I think the the tragedy in Sun Prairie was sort of emblematic of these potential consequences that one too many corners cut can have. Parker, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Parker Shore, who spends his days tracking issues affecting quality of life across Wisconsin. Tune in next week to hear about our next cover story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to The Madsplainers on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you do your listening, and leave us a review while you're there. Also, be sure to check out our other podcasts, including The Corner Table, all about food and drink in Madison, and Wedge Issues, all about state politics. Until next time, thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.